1: Welcome to South Coast Varsity, the podcast, first episode of 2019. I'm Standard Times digital editor Brennan Curie, and joining me on the pod for the first time since September, I believe, Lori uh,
0: yeah, Loos. A while ago. Welcome back, Lori. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, good to be back. Good to be back.
1: Lori, uh, I'm sure you're aware because we, we probably mentioned it every week while I was here with uh, Sam Chilling and Nick Fryer while you were off, but Lori was on maternity leave
0: yes uh, so awesome
1: have, uh, baby girl Michaela
0: yes so now I have to the a family I have a Mackenzie and a Michaela so uh, All right. two well, of them now now do they both
1: ones. have J middle names or
0: no no we uh, we went with a family name for Michaela's middle name okay. Hazel after her grandmother. only but, one yes. MJ in the house yes only one MJ so uh, you know we figured we had to kind of you know a little bit different identity kind of you know
1: absolutely so uh, yeah we're gonna kick off the 2019 with kind of this little freewheeling podcast here no strict structure we're just going to kind of talk about uh some of the different teams that each of us have seen laura you've only been back for a couple weeks so you've only seen a few teams um i've managed to do a pretty good job of getting around the boys basketball world so far you've said
0: you've seen uh what just about everybody i've seen eight out
1: of the 10 teams that we cover
0: okay who Uh, are you missing
1: old colony and westport okay I gotta get. I gotta get the colony. Mayflowers. I mean, some they've respect.
0: had an unbelievable start to the year. I mean, absolutely.
1: They, I gotta see them for sure. Be,
0: best start in school history. I mean, uh, we got. Yeah, a, we got they're, a text what message. They, seven
1: and one now, I think, or something around there.
0: Yep, and uh, we got a text message from Matt Tran saying, "Hey, come on out to our game because you know we could we could break the school record for best start in school history." And sure enough, uh, they did last week. So that was pretty exciting. I think it was last Wednesday night, and uh, yep, you know, I think they, they
1: were six and zero oh at that point.
0: Yep, yep, and uh, you know they they've been off to a really great start, and it's kind of a lot of. Uh, t- like the same names, you know, you got Jake mm-hmm. Jason, you know, who I feel like he's been there for a million years. You know, we've been talking yeah, about approximately. this since since, uh, since his freshman year. I mean, he's been such a standout. And then you have Zach Susie, and, you know, just kind of a bunch of different guys. I know they lost last Friday night um, and bounced back this week. Yeah, Upper Cape, yeah. a little
1: bit of surprise there.
0: <coughs> yeah, so. Um, I think
1: Upper Cape was under 500, so.
0: Yeah, I don't know exactly what what, ha- what went 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 wrong in that game, um, but I think they kind of got back to defense and got kind of back to to what they do. Um, this uh, you know, I think their last game on I want to say it was Monday or Tuesday, and uh, you know, got back on track.
1: And of course, Jake Jason's going to be going for two thousand points at some point <coughs> here this season. Uh, would be the first boy in school history to reach that mark, and second player overall yeah, in uh, I mean, Cougar history. Un- and, uh, unbelievable yeah, career just, he's had. Yeah.
0: Just un, 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 unbelievable, and we, and you we just caught a milestone the other night. Um, at I did.
1: I happened to be at Wareham when uh, Taylor Carlson came out uh, in Fuego and uh, <laughs> lit up the. That was that was maybe the most impressive singular performance I've seen from a kid here. My five years of covering basketball here on the South Coast. He came out. He hit six threes in the first quarter. Unbelievable. Um, he he couldn't miss. At one point in the middle of the third quarter, he had already surpassed forty points, and he was fifteen of seventeen from the floor. So it wasn't like he was out there just chucking shots. No, and
0: he, he was feeling it. He
1: was efficient. He was feeling it. He was getting to the rim when he needed to. Uh, you know, it was just a very impressive performance. It was his second 40-point game of the season. Wow. He'd scored 40 in their season opener. And uh, he's actually leading the SEC in scoring this year. That's unbelievable. Uh, he was at about 21 a game going into that. So... I haven't done the math since, but he's—I'm uh, sure—higher than that now. Yeah. Once you factor the forty-six in, and Whereham's kind of been—at uh, least for me—a surprise team this year. Like, yeah,
0: I mean, I thought they'd be solid, the, but I didn't think they'd title. be that good. No, for the conference title. I mean, they're right up there. I mean, they're—they're—they're
1: they're, they're leading the small division yep. right now, uh, and uh, only one loss in the league. A little bit surprised it was the Seekonk. Okay, it was we'll Seekonk. Um, Two-point loss, I believe. And uh, I think the game slowed down. That's the key for Wareham is when it's the two Ps kind of for them in my mind is if the press and the pace are working, Yeah. then things are working for Wareham. They don't really have that elite athleticism that they've maybe had in past years. Uh, so it's a little more about uh, kind of making sure that press trapping press is working. They're kind of turning turnovers into points or getting out in transition. And then uh, they have several guys who can knock down the three, Darian Gibson, a uh, sophomore who got some varsity playing time as a freshman hit a couple of threes. Yep, I when I name. saw him the other day. Um, just kind of dismantled Fairhaven in that one. And Fairhaven's a scrappy team. I mean, they, they don't have a lot of like elite talent or top level talent. Yep. But I saw them lead upon a quit almost an entire game. Wow. Um, you know, and they and they played some some close games. I saw a Middleborough games. They were in it pretty much the whole whole way through. Uh, so
0: yeah. Oh. I mean, I think that you know that was a, that was a big game this week, and then last week we we kind of missed a milestone. We, yeah, you so know, was uh, Dame
1: Perry got too good for us. Yeah,
0: yeah, you know, we, we were looking at it, and, and um, you know, it was uh, I think it was last Tuesday night, and. And he was uh, 34, 35 points away from becoming the school's all-time scorer. And we said, he's probably not going to get it tonight. Plus, there was a, a really good girls game. We only had one person. And so we said, we'll catch him on Friday against coil because he'll definitely get it that mm-hmm. night. And sure enough, he had gotten it the night before, uh, you know, the that game Tuesday. before, the Tuesday, and we, we missed it. But all, although he had a pretty big performance, I was at the game against coil And, I mean, you know, he's just all – you know, he, he sets the school's all-time record. You know, he comes back the next day at practice and acts like, nothing happened. Like, he's back to work, he's ready to go, and, and that's how it was at the Coyle game. I mean, you know, he really, you know, helped lead them um, to victory in their first um, Eastern Athletic Con- Conference matchup, and really, they were down in that game. Like, it wasn't easy to start. Um, mm. I think Kobe had said that they had scouted him a couple times this year, Coyle, and and they had played uh, zone defense in the, a couple times they'd seen him, and they came out man-to-man, and Stank players are like, we haven't worked against man-to-man in, like, two or three days. Like, what do we do? So it took them a little while to kind of get their their uh, kind of fast-paced offense going. You know, they're good when they're pushing the tempo and getting out in the open court and a lot of layups and that kind of stuff. And eventually... Havoc 2.0 here. Yes, the havoc. And uh, and I think what Kobe was saying afterwards to me is he said, you know, I've had some of these kids for a long time, and, you know, we talk havoc, havoc. That's our, our motto. And they just kept saying it, like, recently and not actually living it. Mm-hmm. And it took like he said. I guess they had a week off, um, you know, after the holidays. And he said they learned how to, you know, have the defensive stance that week because he said we were we were working on it like <laughs> every day in practice, multiple, you know, multiple times. So he said, you know, they finally actually were living it. Um, and they have a big game coming up uh, Friday. Um, Bishop Feehan. Bishop Feehan. Uh, you know, this is this is huge for for that uh, conference race. And and Feehan's, you know, strong like they usually are in every sport every year. I mean, it's
1: and with the. The schedule that Stang is playing, the conference is extra important this yes. year because that might be how they, how they get into it. the tournament. Yeah. Like this is a team that I think could go far in the tournament. Yeah, it might be harder for them to get be... into the tournament yeah. than it would be to win games in the tournament. Yeah, as strange as that s- sounds,
0: well, it's because the competition that they're playing mm-hmm. is just exactly. so good that it's like you know they're not playing any cupcakes. They're playing mm-hmm. all hard teams. Which, like you said, if they make the tournament, that'll help them. That'll mm-hmm. help them go far. But it's we got to get into the tournament, you know, and we got to win half of our games or win the conference. So this fee game is huge because,
1: and they've been hovering right around 500 most yeah. of the season. So yeah, if they get to the end and they're nine 11, they're going to be counting our, you know, or I don't know if they have 18 or 20 games, Yeah, um, but I'm they're going to sure. be hovering right. You know, they're going to need that conference title to kind of like ensure that they're going to be getting in the tournament. Because I think they're the team with the highest upside of our boys teams. Oh, definitely. I think they're the team that could make the longest run. Yeah, is most talented. Obviously, Dame. Yeah, Justin Lopes, another guy who set another milestone this season. Yeah, thousand thousand point. point.
0: Yep, unbelievable.
1: Um, A game that I actually went up to Boston to try to cover him scoring his thousand point, and uh, he didn't have his best game in that one. I think he was eighteen away, and he finished with eleven or nine in that game, and uh, so we ended up getting it the next game. Yep. I couldn't get back up to Boston the next day. Um, that was in the BABC tournament. Um, but J- Justin's kind of more just kind of like that consistent kid mm-hmm. who's kind of always there, you know, doesn't always light up the scoreboard. Maybe isn't the first guy you think about after the game, but just kind of that – quiet, determined leader who kind of makes the engine go.
0: Yeah, and he's kind of, I feel like sometimes he's clutch. Like, if they need somebody to make a play, like, even if he hasn't done anything in a couple of minutes on the court, like, he'll all of a sudden come out, you know, and, you know, go on a fast break and, you know, get a layup or have a key steal or something. Like, he seems like he just, when they need something, he's there to kind of help provide that. Um, you know, and it was fun watching him. Uh, I was pretty impressed with Eric Camacho. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he doesn't score a lot of points, you know, but he, just his defense, he was playing this really big um, um, kid from Coil, I forget his name, but he, you know, he was definitely like out outsized by this other kid, and he, and he hung with him. Um, you know, I think he had over over ten rebounds, um, and he just he just is playing physical, you know, down there, and and that's something kind of you know what they need. And uh, Joey's I guess in
1: football season gave him a lot of confidence. Yeah, yeah, he had kind a great of the big football breakout season football season as a receiver. Yeah, um, really kind of like put him on the map there, and he's got a lot of length. You know, he's yes. like, he doesn't he doesn't have a lot of. Uh, you know, I'm he's, sure he's strength for his size, but he's more wiry than, yes, yes. than anything.
0: Yeah. And uh Joey uh, Sylvia um really impressed me too. I mean he, he- really pr- uh provided a spark defensively and just kind of helped do a lot of trapping um you know when they were pressing and and prov- you know helped uh, get some turnovers and really get them going in that game so he he was pretty impressive and you he know hit the, he
1: hit the three too
0: yep yeah yeah he was uh mike valeri actually had this great photo of everybody celebrating in the stands and i'm just kind of sitting there with my mouth kind of open like uh because <laughs> it was well, you're busy a, making marks well, there yeah. and recording and i'm saying, and I'm saying to myself oh, i wish i was recording that the last you know last second you always want to get that on on video and I was saying, oh, man, and everybody else is celebrating, and I'm just sitting there. But, no, he had that big shot and um, really got them going and back into the game. So, he was he was pretty impressive in that game. Um, so, uh, you know, I mean, this is kind of a big game coming up for Stang. So,
1: and this is a big uh, year for Stang, too. I mean, Dame and Justin, yep. these guys have started every single game since their freshman year. They yeah. were state champions as freshmen. That was a team that obviously had Bryson Goodine. If you go back remember Avery De Brito was a senior he had some more um, yeah, Morris a, it was, a spe- was on the real you know. special team that year Yeah um, and uh now they're seniors, and this is kind of their last chance here. Uh, just one other guy who kind of impressed me uh, when I saw them. Uh, he doesn't again, he's not a box score guy. He doesn't you know put up a ton of points or anything. But Declan Markey, yep,
0: yep. Uh,
1: like a three sport kid for the Spartans, and uh, that's a name we're going to be writing a lot yeah. than, than when he's a junior and a senior. He's yeah, a sophomore cause he's only now. a sophomore, yeah. Um, but you can just kind of see the athleticism there, and uh, you know just hustles a lot and plays with a lot of energy. Uh, you know, which when you're first trying to break into the lineup, that's the first thing you got to prove.
0: Yeah, oh, definitely. Whatever you can contribute and come out and, you know, make good things happen.
1: Now, one guy who used to be at Stang, now at New Bedford, Dewan Chumac. It's been kind of interesting watching. I've seen uh, New Bedford a couple of times. I saw them against, uh, it's kind of an interesting week. I saw them uh, get roasted a little bit by Bridgewater Raynham Bridgewater Raynham very good team this year. Uh, and then I saw them turn around and do the same thing to Dartmouth uh, just a few days later. And uh, this is really Chumac's team. Yeah. Like, he's really, he's playing the point. Um, he's playing, uh, you know, he, he was always kind of the, the third, fourth guy in the pecking order at Stang. And now in New Bedford, it's kind of his team. He's, the he's man. running the show. He's putting up close to triple-doubles some nights. And uh, it's just kind of interesting watching his game grow and really allowing him to kind of like blossom and kind of show everything that he can do on the court. Because um, he, he's one of those guys who like. Uh, The the NBA, he's not as slow as, but the NBA equivalent to me is Kyle Anderson, a guy who kind of like plays a little bit slower than everyone else, but always gets to his spot. Yeah. Like always ends up and you're like, he doesn't blow by you necessarily, but like he always gets to where he wants to on the court. kind of
0: smooth maybe. Exactly.
1: smooth and just, he's kind of always under control and like, it's just like he's kind of, you know, the game is slowed down for him at this point. Um, well, I'm so excited. I'm excited to
0: see New Bedford. Uh, I'll be seeing them Friday night against uh, uh, New Durfee, and they just came off a huge win over Brockton uh, yes. last week. And I mean, they they went up to Brockton and they they really took it to the boxers and and you know and won that game. And I mean, I would say that's their that's been their signature win Absolutely. this year, like hands down, because you know they have they have a new coach and yep. you know there's, it's, Matt Hill. Yep, yeah, it's been a little bit of a
1: UMass player.
0: Yep, yeah, uh, you know and and kind of. You know, some new players, so it's been a little bit Pretty of a... Pretty
1: much all new players. Yeah, I mean, Kenny Franklin's really the only guy who... Yeah. And, uh, and Baron Hilton, but, you know, Baron Hilton wasn't a scorer or anything no, for him no. last year. But those are the only two guys who were really in that rotation last year that are back. Um And, and Kenny Franklin, he's kind of been a double-double machine in, in a lot of games. Uh, I've seen his, his younger brother, uh, Kendall Franklin, has been doing some good things. Um, They got, uh, what was it, uh, Messiah. I'm blanking on his last name. It starts with an M. But uh, you know he's another solid is player. It and then uh, kind of
0: uh, oh I don't know What's Messiah
1: what? Moore eh, anyway Messiah <laughs> we'll go with that. M- we we M- didn't
0: we didn't bring all the rosters. I the
1: we're short on notes here. <laughs> we're just doing this all off the top of the head here. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um,
1: and then uh, kind of the guy who's really uh, surprised me, who I would never even heard his name really before the season is Carlos Lugo Sanchez. Okay. Um. He's uh, He's got a little bit of height and he's got a lot of length. And uh, when and they also play kind of that trapping fast break style, and he ends up with a lot of points off of their press. You know, it's either usually either him or Chumac at the top of the press, and he ends up with a lot of layups off of that. And uh, he's kind of the one player that really kind of that I hadn't heard of that really shined to me.
0: And uh, going into this game against Durfee, I mean, it's huge. You know, because that's if they're if they're gonna make the playoffs. Winning the big three is, is, is key. Is the route. Yeah, is the way to go. And, uh, you know, beating Brockton at Brockton, that's a huge step. So now if they can k- take care of business against Durfee at home, you know, it just moves them kind of in the driver's seat, really, mm-hmm. in the conference, you know. um, So so that'll be a big game for New Bedford. I'm excited to go see them because, uh, you know, I haven't seen them yet. Um, So it should, be, it should be a good one. And
1: there's still some of that. You, you wonder what was going to happen because last year there was a lot of energy built yeah. around the program. There were more people in the gym. The crowd was bigger. You you really felt that home field advantage for the first time in a few seasons. And I would say from the couple of games that I've been at, both in New Bedford High, some of that has carried over. You wonder what it was going to do, you know, uh, know, now that Brian Rudolph wasn't coaching anymore. And he had kind of brought some of that excitement back. And Matt Hill's done a great job of kind of continuing that. Hill was the JV coach last year.
0: Yeah, so he's been a part of the program. So he's been a part
1: of that. He's done a good job being in the hallways, kind of getting kids out, getting kids excited, and kind of keeping the focus here on the program and kind of making sure that – Everyone's kind of got that uh, Whaler pride going. Yeah, that's huge. On uh, Tuesday and Friday nights.
0: That's definitely huge.
1: Yeah. So uh, have you seen any of the other boys' teams or just, just staying so just far? Just staying.
0: That staying's the only one I've seen so far. I've seen a couple, uh, actually uh, three or four of the girls' teams. So um, I don't know. Do you want to talk about Well, let's finish boys? up the
1: boy. Yeah, There's a couple other I've seen. Uh, you know, Dartmouth, not, not the best season for them it's going to be. Yeah, taking a couple um, calls. They got a, a new coach, uh, Mike Granfield, and he's kind of still putting his system in and putting his touches on things. It's basically in a team of juniors. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of a two years here he's got. So this is kind of, I think, the building the base, building the foundation yep, season. Next year. And then for next year. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see kind of what, what kids really grow over the course of the season. Um, but, you know, they got some good kids. Uh, and then they'll be getting Max Ferrer back at some point here soon if he's not back. Actually, I've, I've been off the last... We can. haven't taken a call. You know, I th-
0: actually think he, he was supposed to come back think, in January. I think he has played because I w- want to say I've taken his okay. name down. that was because so. he was
1: going to be their big man. He got hurt right at the end of football season. Yeah, and then missed all of December. So. Pretty
0: sure he might be back. I'm okay. Yeah, huh?
1: and then they, you know Eric Vieira has been a good scorer for him. Yep, I know he played um, the other. Day. And then, um, oh, uh, the, gosh, we I really should have brought some more notes here. Um, they got they got a good point guard um gosh yes yes to estrella and then uh and trip who's really uh put on a lot of a lot of muscle actually his body type has really changed since uh first saw him uh kind of as a freshman uh so so there's some promise there but uh this season isn't isn't quite the season no for the indians um and then uh going into the uh sec there we talked about wareham being the real surprise there um after that game on tuesday they were five and one in the sec and that's good too Wareham in recent years has gotten off to some slow starts and then it's kind of needed the second half of the season to kind of charge on and kind of figure things out. So they're kind of already, I think, a little bit ahead of the eight ball of where uh, Steve Fainell's crew are kind of used to being at the midway point of the season. Um, And the the SEC small is kind of theirs to lose, so I wouldn't be surprised if they're playing in that SEC championship. The large is going to be really interesting. The SEC is really – there's a lot of parody. Yeah, that's this what, year. From, There's from no team, calls, yeah. you know. Aponica was just head and shoulders last better year. than the rest of the league last year. Uh, you know, well, you know there were some other teams in the area. Stang obviously was right on their level, but in the SEC, yeah, they seem to be the team. They went undefeated. And they, they've kind of come a little bit back to the pack. You expected that when you graduate two kids with the level of Andy yeah. Johnson and Adam Seblum mm-hmm. and then uh, you know, some other very important role players that they had. And uh, Clay has had some injury issues. That's a sprained ankle that he retweaked. So he's kind of been in and out yep. of the lineup. Um, so it's, uh, but they got Tim Johnson, a uh, senior now, Andy's little brother. So, you know, so they're, and they always just play solid, disciplined, yeah, they're scrappy team-first too. basketball. Yeah. And then uh, VoTech. Tech... Uh, I will say Jeff Wadrick talked me. I drank a little bit of the Kool-Aid before the season <laughs> in my preview. Uh, talked about them as a possible league champion. And I still think they have the talent level to be up there. Yep. But they haven't quite put it all together. And they haven't quite learned how to like, win those close games and yeah, win those last cute. two or three minutes of the fourth quarter of a close game. Yeah. Um, and then they also got to cut down on their turnovers. Um, but there's, you know, there's a lot. I mean, Shane Poitras as a sophomore is one of the more talented kids in the area. Uh, Brennan is just always impressed with how hard he plays and how well he rebounds for his size. Mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, they got a kid, uh, this Josh Vargas guy, who's might be the tallest guy that we have. It's yeah. either him or Munier. Mm-hmm. They're both, I think, in that probably six, seven range. Wow. Uh, moonier has got more physical size, he's yeah. stouter and, and sturdier. Um, but uh, still kind of waiting for, for Vargas to really kind of put his imprint on the game. Hmm. Uh, so, you know, they're a team that, I, you know, watch them in the second half, and then, again, they, a lot of younger underclassmen, too. Colin Wadrick is, is a sophomore junior, but he'll be coming back, too. He can knock down some shots from the outside. And then ORR is, is a little bit with Wareham in that they, I wasn't expecting them to be right at the top of the uh, SEC large. They were the last team in the SEC with a conference loss, Yep. They're 5-1 and one now. If, if you of the league right now, it would be Wareham and OR playing for the which league title. Be,
0: which would be fun. Yeah, a
1: little Route 6 rivalry.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I don't want to say it's smoke and mirrors with the Bulldogs because they have good players. They they feel a little bit like a Poniquet this year where it's like a lot of good players They're but not team. great players who just kind of have to play together as a team. Yep. And they have to do everything right. But
0: sometimes that, I mean, that makes – sometimes for the, the longest run and the best – Best team, you yep. know.
1: And uh, Cole McIntyre, coming off a great football season, has been very good for them. Um, they got a guy, Sam Hartley-Madison, in the middle, who's, who's been a good rebounder for him, And uh, they got a, a guy back who's been injured a lot recently, uh, Nick Johnson, yep, who uh, had missed uh, basically the last two seasons, I think, with uh, injuries. And uh, so he's been a, a key player for them. So that was a kind of, yeah, just a quick run-through of the other SEC boys teams I've seen, which, you know, a lot of the, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Poniqui could end up up there. Um, Old Rogers could end up near the top. It could be, you know, one of the teams in the that's not in our coverage area. Bo yep. could go on a run. I mean, there's... Every night in the SEC, it's anyone can beat anybody. Yeah, there's a lot as of exciting I saw by was yeah. the one who knocked off Ole Rochester. That wasn't who I would have expected to knock off Ole well, Rochester Well, it was funny either.
0: that night, uh, I, I was doing the scheduling and I tried to look at the matchups and different things and I said, well, let's cover Wareham, Fairhaven boys. So I sent Brendan that. I said, unless you really want, you know, unless you want to go to the ORR Board game. <laughs> yeah, I said those were the top two that jumped out at me and I mean, as it, turned out they both were the top they both two games. A three point yeah. game three point Rogers was up by yeah. nine
1: midway through the fourth and just couldn't hold on to it there yep.
0: and then we had the milestone at Wareham so both would have been a good choice so. uh,
1: quite a Tuesday night <laughs> yeah yeah so that's the boys basketball side uh girls you've actually probably seen about as many games as I have
0: yeah uh, I've only seen a couple <gasps> games but I've uh, managed to see uh I guess I guess you'd say three teams I've seen a Poniquet twice um and they played against Vogue Tech uh that was my first game back and then I uh, saw them I think a week later against Old Rochester so uh, uh, you know, a quit I mean, like if you look at this matchup, it's like, uh, you know, the lineup you look at it and you say, "Wow, this is like an all-star lineup here." Like it really, like I feel like like it's one of those things. Like when LeBron go like leaves and <laughs> goes somewhere, and like there's already like a star, and he joins the team, and it's like, "Ah, oh, this is awesome." Like that's what happens when you get, you know, you have the play the defending player of the year and Sophie Goucher, and then you get in, you know, a super teamer and Jada Fortin. I mean, you add it's like KD
1: going to the Warriors.
0: Yeah, you know, it's like it's like you look at it and you're like, "Oh, this is awesome. This is unbelievable." Um, and it and. I think it will be. And like they they they're off to a good start this year. They only have two losses. Uh one is to Old Rochester um in the game that I saw and then the other one was to Bishop Stang which is was out of conference and it was early in the season. Um but I feel like we you know, seeing them the two times that that there's still this chemistry. You know, like like so it's been Sophie's team, you know, pretty much all four years, you know, even from when she was, you know, freshman sophomore and now having somebody like Jada come in, you know, there's it's going to take some time for them to kind of, I think, mesh, you know, a little bit or like or find out who like who's going to take the winning shot. You know, who's going to you know, who's going to do this, who's going to do that. And uh, I mean, so far, you know, like I said, they only have the two losses, one loss in the conference. But I think that once they finally, you know, figure it out of, of you know, what, what their roles are. I mean, I think this team could could make a pretty deep run in the playoffs. Like, I mean, they just have the talent, and it's not just those two girls. Um, they have Tori Shields, who who impressed me uh, both times I saw them. Um, Abby Lenz, she she seemed to make some big plays, especially against Old Rochester late in that game. Um, and uh, Leah Seblum, I mean, mm. she's you know she's not afraid to to take a shot when it's a key moment in the game or make a big play. You know, she had, she had a couple defensive stops against old Rochester that were impressive. Um, so, I mean, I feel like a you know, has, you know, they have that lineup. That's going to be so fun to watch, especially if they can figure out the roles between two, mm-hmm. you know, the two, the two stars. And I feel like, you know, I, maybe just, maybe I'm reading into it too much, but I feel like the, the two times I saw them that, that Sophie was maybe taking a little bit of a backseat to kind of let, you know, Jada, like, take a little more control, and that might be what they have to do, you know. You know, who's got the hot hand? Who's going to, you know, but I feel like once they finally figure out what their roles are on that team, that team's going to be pretty scary for the opposition because, I mean, even in that game against Old Rochester, they got down pretty big, um, and they ended up coming back. And making it a game where they could have tied it in the last couple seconds and they were down double digits you know um in that second half and they just they pulled it together and and really got back into that game um you know nearly um pulled it off but old rochester still undefeated um Mm -hmm. you know i think a lot of people thought that you know they didn't know what to think this year um when you have pretty much your top player or one of your top players you know leave um Cassidy, Yeomans, to Cassidy Yeomans went to Tabor to t- Academy yeah went to Tabor uh, I'd
1: set you know scoring record as a freshman as a, single yeah. season scoring record you know for all Rochester and uh you know really was their go-to score you know, yes they had other really good players but she was the one who could put the ball in the bucket
0: yeah yeah she could and um when she left I think a lot of people were a little skeptical of how the season would go this year and I mean they just they they looked, they look good. You know, I mean, they they probably didn't play their best against uh, uh, Poniquit in the the game that I saw them against. Um, but they just, they just have a lot of different girls that can do different mm-hmm. things. I mean, Mary- a
1: lot of them are so young. Yeah, I this mean, this team could be good for years if they stick together.
0: Yeah, I mean, in the game that I saw, you know, I I didn't get to see Sally Butler play. She only played sparingly. She only. So came I saw Sally Butler com- play. A few um,
1: she's she's a different type of player than her sister. Yes, she's uh, she's taller, and yeah. she's. Uh, She's she's already looks like she's a little smoother offensive. Like Mary Butler plays with like amazing passion and yes. energy and she's diving all over the place and fighting for rebounds, but she's not that like technically skilled. <laughs> You know, like if you were to break down kind of like the fundamentals of shooting and that type of stuff, that's not really her game is like give her the ball and just you kind know, of let her do some post moves or something. Whereas Sally looked like she was a little more refined offensively, yep. um, but she's got to probably build a little bit of strength and then build a little confidence being out there on the court. Yeah. But she's just one of a few freshmen they have who are good.
0: Oh, yeah. They have a ton of freshmen that, that are good. Um, I know uh, in, in the game that I saw, Logan Fernandez, she played well. Uh, Brianna Machado. Noah's, Noah's
1: little sister. Yep. I'm sure uh,
0: uh, Let's see. Uh, Mag bergioli um, Maggie Borgi-
1: Jolie was probably the most impressive of their freshman, I thought, when I yeah, saw her. Yeah, and,
0: you know, she didn't she didn't play in the game. Um, I don't know if she was sick or what, but she didn't play in the game against a, a Poniquit. so I didn't really get to see her. But I know I've taken some phone calls and, and heard her stat lines, and, I mean, she's definitely going to be one to, to really watch out for because she can score. Yes. You know, she can definitely score. She can
1: score, and she's not one who looks like she's a freshman out there. Yeah. yeah, like She's one who just kind of looks like she belongs, like she's been there. She's not afraid. She's aggressive. Um, she's going to be a really good player.
0: You know, I mean, I'm just looking at their roster right now, and there's only one senior on here, Ashley Soares. You know, everybody else um, is younger. Actually, I guess what make make Hughes is she a senior now? She might be. A, uh, I, I thought she was still a junior. Dude, maybe, maybe she might be a yeah. junior. I don't know. I think she's Still um, a junior. But I know. Uh, I know. She kind of had the
1: interesting preseason. She yeah, was on the team. Uh, decided the team. to do track. She decided to come back. Yeah,
0: I know her name is hand, handwritten into the roster I have <laughs> because because uh, <laughs> when they made the roster, yep. she, she no, was. And uh,
1: they, they kind of made her earn her spot again, but uh, yeah. didn't take her too long to do that. No, I mean no. she did, and she's a little bit like. Um, uh mary butler too and that yeah. you know again she's not the most like skilled player but just she's so fast she's yes. always the fastest player on the court yeah. like we think of her as this like distance runner at least in my head but she's really fast in short distances too and when they can put the two of them at the top of a press like good luck other teams yeah. good yeah. luck trying to break that press
0: yeah no it's uh i mean it's going to be fun to watch them uh i know i think there are I think I think they're already ten and zero. I want to say they're ten and zero. I took the call the other night, um, so I, you know, it's going to be fun to see, you know, how they go the rest of the conference. Here's hoping
1: we don't have another coin toss.
0: I know, like we did last. year. If you year. remember last
1: year, uh, Pontequio and Nor are both only yeah. had one loss. I think I think they beat each other in yes. their home and homes, and then uh, they uh, it was Old Rogers who beat Voke on the last day of the regular season. They went upstairs to Ryan Matthews' office. Flipped the coin right there, and Old Rochester was playing in the championship game. And I was just kind of like, wait, that's how we decided this? Like, yeah. the players didn't really get to have anything to do with it. Like,
0: hey, yeah. that's I guess that's the, what the ruling? Yeah, is I mean, there's a, there's
1: tiebreakers, and they you know then I think it goes to your your record against your division, the large or the small. and I think they were tied there too, and they went to like three levels of tiebreakers. They were still tied. Um, But those definitely, I think, are the two best teams, again, in the SEC. Yeah, oh, definitely. And uh, it does almost kind of make you wish there were some way that they could play play each each other other for the SEC title. Yeah, that'll – Because, I mean, I I think whoever – Whoever doesn't get to play for the lo- the title would beat whoever comes out of the small. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so But those those are those are two exciting teams that we and have. And then
1: Stang. Uh, so I think we have more elite-level girls' teams than boys' teams this year. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, I
1: think between Eponaquit, OR, and Stang, we have three really, really good girls' teams. Yeah. Whereas on the boys' side, it, it's Stang and, and, and Old Colony. And then, you know, I don't know if I see another team that's, like, really posed to make a deep tournament run.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: so uh, on the girls' side, I did also see Dartmouth. Okay. Um, How are it was they? kind of fun. <clears throat> Excuse me here. Um, uh, they, they're they're okay, I guess. You know, like they're uh, Lindsay Oliveira looked a lot better than she did last year. I think last year she, I know she missed the last part of the season, but I don't know if she was ever fully healthy because mm-hmm. she just looked a lot more mobile, and she has maybe the best looking shot. Like I just. I watch her shoot, and I just drool over the rotation on her shot. Yeah. It's just picture perfect. It just seems rotating perfectly. Um, and uh, you know. But she can also bang it down low. She's got some size. She can put the ball on the floor. So She's a really good player. Um, I just don't know if they have like kind of the full complement of players to, go uh, to make a real run here. Well,
0: I mean, they also lost uh, yeah. another Tabor <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, defection. Uh, yes. So they lost Laura Mendel, yes. uh, you know, who had been at Westport and then played one year. Uh, at uh, kind of that, that Westport pipeline that's going everywhere. Yeah, they got Layla Silver over at St. George's. They got Laura cool. Mandel. They got Lindsay Oliveira at Dartmouth.
0: Yeah, and and Westport this year and, um, is playing Stang, a bunch of eighth they, uh, graders.
1: Captain Juergens yep. from Westport. Yeah,
0: yeah and uh, and you know taking Mike Pont's phone calls and we call. We they call got another. They uh, they have a, Class. I think four or five eighth graders that uh that are contributing. You know yeah. they're really playing and then they're they're doing big things and he's uh, he's got his fingers crossed that hopefully this will be the group. That kind of stays um, with the high school uh, with Westport, especially with you know with the new school being built. You know, mm-hmm. like it's it's coming. You know, it's definitely coming. And you know, stay here because I mean, if they do stay together, junior year, senior year, I mean, Westport could be. Competing I have for, a to state title. for Westport
1: if they could keep these kids yeah in. they could I mean keep if them. they had a team right now of Lindsey oliveira yeah. Laura Mendel and uh Layla silver like watch out West bridgeport, yeah bridgewater Bridge- I mean yeah. West, West bridgewater
0: yeah i mean yeah. And, and and even making a state run you know yeah. a, a run in, in the tournament um you know but it it's just uh it's just keeping them there that's that's kind of been you know unfortunate for for Westport, but hopefully with the new school and um you know it sounds like you know that some of these kids are interested in staying. So mm. we'll, we'll have to see time. Time will only tell on that end. So.
1: Yeah. Look at some of other, you know, so Stang we mentioned very yeah. good team, you know, Riley Carew in the center, Katherine Yergin playing the point. Abby Fernandez, a very talented sophomore. She was in kind of that, that really great freshman class. It was yep. kind of all across the South coast last year. So Stang's definitely, a, they, they had a really, uh, Action packed early part of the season. Like they were playing games before everybody. So they I think they have a little bit of a break now, but they played a lot of yeah. games already. So they, um, you know, and that'll be nice because they'll have some rest kind of heading to the postseason. The second half of their schedule will be a little more relaxed. Uh, New Bedford's been kind of up and down. Um, yeah. They lost Sharon Rose. That was a big loss.
0: Yeah. The kid who went huge. to St.
1: George's. And, uh, you know, Janice hasn't quite gotten it together. She's no. kind of been up and down.
0: And I, I mean, you know, she's coming off such an amazing um, volleyball season mm. and it, it just, you know, it, it, I guess it's, you know, like it was just so, you know, such an awesome season and, you know, be, being able to get that, that scholarship to go to, to Florida and to Miami you know, yeah, yeah, Miami yeah, and, and, uh, you know, and now it's like basketball's here and I just feel like they don't like they're missing, Chiron. they're missing yeah. somebody that can kind of facilitate and somebody that can kind of, you know, make things happen that. Other players can benefit from, like like Janice, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, Monica Ayers is a
1: good shooter, but she's usually playing off of somebody. Yes, yes. You yeah, know, she's more of this the you know the catch and shoot. They
0: have the complementary players. They just don't have.
1: They the, need the, the center f- yeah, of the spoke.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what they're missing. And I know um, I know they had a hard game the other day, bridgewater Raynham which is ranked what first in the state. That's I, the, I
1: saw in the Globe rankings. Uh,
0: they came to town, and uh, I think it was. Uh, Twenty-six to two, or something like that, after after the first quarter. I mean, it eventually, you know, got a little bit better. But uh, uh, you know, I mean, it just it's tough when you're play, playing one of the top teams in the state, and you know, you get some some new new kids in there, and kind of a new lineup with some of those you know kids that are back. But uh, you know, like you said, they they're probably just missing that one. Player, or or maybe it's the they, centerpiece yeah, player, really, yeah, you know. or or maybe you know one of these younger players can kind of develop into that, you know, through through the course of the year. But uh, like they'll be at they'll be playing Durfee this week, so that'll I know they already lost to Brockton, so you know hopefully you know if they can you know beat Durfee, then they can at least keep some hope alive in the mm-hmm. the big three.
1: Yeah, I mean looking through the rest of our girls teams, uh you know, Fairhaven, Old Colony, Wareham, you know, may, maybe not the the best season so far for them. I haven't gotten out see any of those teams but you know they're always uh teams that work hard and yeah. and play hard fairhaven lost a, a player to to taber as well yep abby pickup she didn't play from last year she had a knee injury um but if you remember as a freshman she was uh definitely their best player
0: yeah
1: and uh you know o- old colony uh they lost abby chopper to graduation thousand point score yeah there but they got some talented players savannah hale yep no,
0: she's,
1: she's a good back. player and then uh yeah, where I guess where I don't know if I've actually taken a wareham call this year from, from Dave Brajoli. So
0: No, I know he's called on a couple nights I've been there, but I haven't taken a call. Um but I think that you know, they've had they've had a couple wins this year. Um I think the big thing for them, um, uh, you know, is just kind of, you know, maybe getting that identity of, you know, what role everybody's gonna have on the mm. team, you know, 'cause they they don't have like you don't have they don't have a superstar. So yeah. it's kind of like a lot of role players and, and figuring that out and um but off the court, I mean they continue to just be, like, kind of set the example for all the others, like, pretty much all the schools and all the teams in the area as far as their fundraising. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, they, they, you know, I got back to the office after being on maternity leave and I'm getting a thing. Hey, Wareham girls are having a fundraiser, you know, this Friday or Saturday and, you know, bringing these items that they're going to donate to people. I think it was, um, you know, uh, I don't know if it was somebody, people that were homeless. Or, yeah. I, I forget exactly what it was that they were, um, if it was socks or different things that to, to bring in and money. And, um, you know, they, they ended up uh, raising, I don't know if it was $500, 800 or something like that, you know, just a couple Always games. Always very
1: civically minded. Yeah, there. you
0: know, um, which, you know, I mean, we, we talk so much about sports. You know, we love sports that's why we're you know in the business of your sports writers real but, world
1: actually matters <laughs> but, more
0: but you know i mean they're really um developing kids that are, that are giving back in the community which is important um you know even more important than uh kind of what you do on the court um so it's good to see that but uh you know that's uh i guess that's a rundown about what, what boys yeah, and yeah that's t- all the boys t- and girls t-
1: teams there um you know hockey's not my forte i've seen a couple of teams there i saw uh, O.R. Fairhaven uh, take on uh, Dartmouth Yep, on the season opener. And uh, the standout from that one was uh, uh, Jake D. Moranville, the goalie for O.R. Fairhaven, kind of stood in his head yep. in that one, uh, even though I think Dartmouth is actually the better team out there. He just played so well that uh, the Bulldogs got the win. But kind of a down year yeah, uh, well, for the Bulldogs. Where? Wareham um, is uh, Wareham is the surprise the, the team, the team
0: to beat. I yeah, mean.
1: they beat Bourne. So you know, Or for years it had been Or Fairhaven yeah. and Bourne kind of battling it out. Or Fairhaven winning it every year with Bourne kind of being their best yep. competition. If you go to seven straight SEC championships or something mm-hmm. for the Bulldogs, and you know they they graduated all the Labonte boys. Yep. And obviously, two years ago they had that amazing run with Sam Henry. Yeah, and um, all the way to the uh, Stron, uh And uh, Strawn. Yep, and uh uh, wait, really going back, Messiah Morgan? By oh, the way.
0: Just okay. <laughs> all right, just, it just came, came through. Um,
1: so, so you know, kind of, uh, I just assumed, ah, uh, well, or our is not going to be good, yeah, as good. Bourne's just going to run away with the SEC, nope. and then Wareham goes out and beats them.
0: And and it uh, was a huge week too because they also played Voke. I want to say it was right around that same time. And Voke, I think at that point had one loss, or, or I think it was one loss, and they were fa- facing Wareham, and and Wareham beat them. I think it was uh, four to two, and just. Really led from start to finish. I think it was a little disappointing on Voke's side because they, you know, Mike Frey said we didn't we didn't come to play. You know, like they wanted it more than us. They they kind of went out and took it. Um, But I think for Wareham, it just it's been a long time coming. You know, um, you know, and they they
1: really kind of started midway through last season. Yeah, they 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 were struggling the first half of last year. They put it together near the end. I think they got into the tournament maybe on the last game or right at the very end there. Um, just got to 500. So I think if you looked at, like, from midpoint last season to midpoint this season, their record's going to look really, really good.
0: Yeah. No, they, they, they've, they've actually – I mean, they've put it all together. And, I mean, they're th- –
1: Kirino de Canto seems to be scoring goals left and right. Yeah. Um, they have uh, uh, Trigstad, I think it's his name. He's the Swedish exchange yes, student. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, it's so always I, fun <laughs>
0: trying to lo- remember how to spell his name yes. when you get the phone call in. Uh, but they're having a great season and uh, uh, Stang, I know um, that they're off to a, a great. It seems mm-hmm. like you know, for the most part, every year Stang is usually good, you know, in hockey. Yeah. And this year, I mean, they're not disappointing anybody. You know, they they come out and they're they're playing strong. And um, I think Dartmouth's uh, kind of having a pretty decent. Yeah, season. Yeah, I don't know. I saw uh, him very early. I haven't. Early. Any...
1: I haven't, I haven't uh, actually I haven't, talked to Mike Capella recently. Yeah, I, so. I
0: know he called in the other night, and I think th- I want to say they they won. Um, and I think they're they're you know having a pretty good year. Um, on the girls side. Girls like
1: Bishop, Stang yeah, Bishop is really Stang having a is season. Ha-
0: having a great year. They've never
1: um, made the tournament before. This is looking like I, it should be the year. I
0: think it is. I mean they had a I think they opened the season with a loss, if I remember correctly, and then they won like five or six straight and it was like, you know, wow. Everything was just coming together for them. You know, and 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 uh, I know they've lost since then, um but it, it sounds like, you know, they have just what it takes, you know, they have the goalie and they, they just have all the players kind of right there. And, and you know, they're not like, it's, they're at the level of everybody they're playing with, you know, against. So it's nice to see. Um, so we'll see, see if they can make the tournament. That'll be some exciting news.
1: And speaking of goalies, BMW RR, which is yep. an excellent goalie. was uh, over 500. Yep. Now they've been a little bit up and down. Uh, so I think they're trying to find some consistency, but there's a good chance. Both of our girls teams are, are in the tournament, which, uh, Last year was the first time either of our girls teams had ever made a yes, tur- tournament, yeah. and now we might be uh, two for two both this of them. season. That'd be, so, that would be yeah.
0: awesome. That would be very exciting. So
1: I know they play, played once earlier this year with, uh, I believe, Stang winning. Yep. And then uh, they, it'll be fun uh, in that second matchup. It's always fun. Yep. So now you've also got, uh, you got out to a couple of swim meets.
0: Yeah. You know, I, uh, I dove right into the the coverage. Uh, I would going to some swim meets, uh, when pun I intended. Really, yes. Yes. Pun intended. Uh, yeah. You know, I've seen a Pontequit, um, you know, play, uh, or play race, uh, race against old Rochester. Uh, that was uh week one. I came back and saw that. And, um uh, you know, the Pontequit boys, uh, numbers are down. Um, you know, they have, they have some, uh, some good athletes, um, some good swimmers, but they only have like 10 or 12 kids. Um, you know, so it's. It's tough because you don't have the depth. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and a lot of the guys, that you know, they have some young guys coming up. Um, they do have the the Jope brothers, which um, Mike Jope used to work here for us. Mm-hmm. They're his sons. Um, and they're kind of the – Be
1: ready to, to read the name Jope in uh, Poniquet yes, Swimming for yes, years uh, to come. there's a
0: couple of them uh, still on the team. Uh, so there's some of the guys. But it's more so, you know, they're focusing kind of on, on improving individually. You know, it's not necessarily they're going to go out and, you know, be – a lot of teams and have a really great team record, but it's more individually and seeing who can qualify for sectionals and who can go to states and and um, and and make an impact that way. Uh, girls' side, they graduated a lot uh, at Aponaquit so it's kind of not to say a rebuilding year, but. You know, they. I think I want to say they graduated like four or five girls, um, but they do have Becky Goodfellow back. Um, She's kind of one of the leaders on the team. She's one of the more experienced um, swimmers, and uh, they've had some pretty good success this year. I don't know what their record is now, but I think when I saw them, they had like three wins or four wins. Um, You know, I think they were like four and two or something like that at that point. So they're they're doing pretty well. Uh, Old Rochester, um, you know, they kind of came out of nowhere the boys last year and won the conference. and uh, I guess to start the year.
1: Um, they were 6-0 and to start.
0: Yeah, 6-0. Um, and Finally uh, They had
1: their first loss of Stang yesterday. Yeah, they,
0: they lost to the Stang yesterday. Um, and they took a big hit when um, Mark uh decided that he was not going to swim for, for the high school team this year and just swim for his club team. Um, so that was kind of a big hit when, the you know, I think two-time uh, defending swimmer, the standard-time swimmer of the year decides not to come out and swim. Um, but they've had guys step up uh, Jacob, uh, Kuko, uh, he's come out and really, you know, just kind of taking the team over. You know, he's, he's young. Uh, I think he's just a sophomore I want to say he's a sophomore this year. Cause I was surprised when I interviewed him and I said, you're only a sophomore.
1: Yeah. Uh, Does not seem like I've been reading that. Yeah. Name for you
0: know, and, there. uh, and he's come out, he had a great freshman year and he's kind of just come out and worked even harder in the off season. It was funny. He actually told me that he was lifting in the off season. He was trying to get big. He said, he was like, I was trying to get big. So I was lifting. Is that a swimming thing? No, it's not. And he and he came into the pool and he was like, Oh my God, he's like, I gotta lose these muscles. <laughs> like like he was like the lifting was actually like going against It was swimming. detrimental, yeah. Yeah, it was detrimental. So he had to get back into swimming shape. Um and he and he really has gotten into gotten back into swimming shape. So he's kinda of the the leader of that team, but they have a lot of different guys. Um I think they have over twenty twenty guys, which nice. is which is huge yeah. for a program that hasn't been around that long. Um so Right now, I think they 're kind of in the driver 's seat of that uh, South Coast Conference um, for the boys title, and the girls for old rochester um, they they graduated some girls from last year, so they they don 't have a lot of numbers. Um, I want to say it 's ten or uh, ten or less on the team, um, but they do have Jenna Durgan, which um, you know she was i want to say she was probably our uh, on our super team she she was outstanding last year, and she 's back and she 's kind of you know, focused on on her events and focused on you know qualifying for sectionals and saying as many events as possible. Um, and she's getting the opportunity to swim a lot of different events because they're young. You know, like a lot of the kids, you know, the girls that are coming out, you know, haven't swam before, um, so you know they don't know all the strokes. So, she's, so she's been able to qualify for quite a few events um, already, and uh, that'll just help once she gets to the big meets because she'll be able to decide what do i want to swim mm, you know I, I have the option yeah you know like or
1: even looking at the opponents and yeah. who's in those races yeah and, like what is you know, my best where shot she might fit yeah in what best? is my
0: best shot at a top finish so that's pretty good um, and then uh, i just went uh, and saw new bedford against bishop saying
1: yeah well also claire noble shriver i feel like i yeah 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 claire yeah she's, she's winning events left and right yep, usually when i take their calls yeah
0: no she she she's there too um, but uh you know going uh to you know to the to the next meet, um you know it was kind of a big deal uh you know you, you see New Bedford against staying and um, Jim Medeiros which anybody that knows anything about swimming in the area um, you know he was sitting on the pool deck uh, kind of just hanging out before the swim meet, and you know he's coach he coached at New Bedford high and um, actually, you know, pretty much, I think he started the program there and, you know, he's kind of a legend in the area and for him to, to kind of come out and say, you know what, I'm just going to come to the swim meet and, and watch it. Um, at UMass Dartmouth was kind of a huge deal. I know he, he actually coached, um, uh, he coached, uh, Tim Curry, he coached, uh, Dave Pont, he coached Kobe Baron. He coached like all the co- like he was their coaches coach. The coaches, yes, he coached the coaches, uh, and they all have a high respect for him. So it was fun seeing him at the meet. But uh, but that meet was, you know, a pretty a pretty good meet. Um, you know, on the girls' side, uh, you know, New Bedford, um, you know. Uh, they, they ended up coming out uh on top uh Stings having a little bit of a down year this year cuz they've graduated so many um you know including the the swimmer of the year uh last year um so you know Stings a little bit down and New Bedford uh got a huge boost um uh, not only do they have Anna Curry they've added um her l- younger sister uh, Sarah Curry, an eighth oh, grader. Oh man,
1: more Curry's. Yeah,
0: more Curry's. You know, Enough uh Curry to go around. And uh, and she she does a few different events. You know, she's more of like a distance swimmer. She uh, I think she swam the the 500 free and the 200 free, and she won both of them um, in that that meet. And it just kind of gives them, you know like somebody else to put in those distant events, you know, so they wouldn't have to use a different swimmer in there. And, and she's doing well. She's an eighth grader and she's, she's doing really well. And she's talking about wanting to qualify for sectionals and states. Uh, meanwhile, Anna's already qualified, um, you know, and she's just kind of hoping to continue um, what she, what she's already been doing there. Cause she's been doing big things. Um, and then new Bedford boys, uh, you know, they, they're kind of, you know, they've had, you know, some standout athletes over the years and, uh, you know, and, and trying to, you know kind of get everything to come together but their diving is pretty strong um nylon noons um you know he ended up winning the diving event in that that uh that meet but staying was a little bit too much uh in the swimming events it was almost like new bedford was just a little bit behind you know like they they lost the 500 or the 50 free just by like you know less than you know one tenth of a second or something like that they were just a little bit behind uh, a staying team that has a lot of seniors um the boys—it's kind it's, of
1: proven itself to be the best boys team in the area. Yeah. I and mean, they've knocked off New Bedford and Old Rochester. Yeah, yeah.
0: they—they uh, uh, they have six seniors, and at one point, uh, going into the Bishop feeing and uh, meet about a week and a half ago, they were undefeated. I think they were like six and zero at the time. I don't know if they're like maybe seven. 7- one now, eight and one, something like that. um that's right. yeah. And uh you know, these guys have kind of grown up swimming together at the Y, uh New Bedford Y, and that's kinda of where they got started about, you know, eight, ten years ago and, you know, they didn't all know that they were going to staying. You know, they are all kinda of from different, you know, kinda of areas and they're at the Y and hey eighth grade year hey you're going to staying i'm going to staying oh you're going to staying i'm going to staying and you know and they've been together now for four years at bishop staying and uh this is the year um this is the year for them to do something special and so far i mean i know they were disappointed with the loss to, to bishop fian um but uh you know i see big things for them not just in the you know in the you know, regular meets, but you know once we get to the sectionals and states because you know these are some high level high level swimmers there, so but um uh, yeah that 's kind of the the swimming rundown it's a
1: swim report with Lori lowes there Man. diving right in that's, over here that's the best uh, high school swimming podcast section of <laughs> in the country, probably. <laughs> And uh, now neither of us made out to track meet, so we'll we'll maybe yeah. we'll address tracking uh, in a future week here on the podcast.
0: No, I know Old Rochester. Uh, I want to say they they ran against uh, Vogue Tech last week, and uh, I think it came down to a relay um, on the boys' side, and Old Rochester ended up coming out and uh, and getting the win in that one, and uh, I think they were. I think the boys and girls are still undefeated uh, for Old Rochester. As so, they tend to be. As they tend to be every year, you know. So uh, I don't think they really skip much of a beat there. And I know uh, Bishop Stang, um, God, I'm drawing a blank on her name, and I just uh, took the call the other day. Um, God, why can't I think of her name right now? Uh, one of their runners, um, she's undefeated this year in two, two events. Uh, I think it was like the 300 and the 600 um but we'll, amber Latuca. yep amber Latuca. yep she uh she's undefeated this year in two events so she's nice. uh she's having a great year and uh you know she's kind of you know one of our our top girls you know um you know she's been a super teamer quite a few times already and uh she'll probably be in the the running for super team or maybe who knows player of the year depending on how things shake out
1: yeah lastly i did get out to two on new bedford wrestling oh yes meet yeah. so far this season and uh whalers are six and two yeah, uh, this is one of their better teams under Steve Sentis, uh, they'll have a chance to win the Big Three for the first time since 2016 on uh, Wednesday uh, when they're going to be uh, hosting Durfee on Wednesday there, and uh, they got their what they're really excited for is they have their mat light yeah, this year. So instead of just awesome. kind of the whole gym being you know lit up like it is for a basketball game or something like that, they have that kind of interrogation light. Yes, that's kind that's of so that cool. uh, Sits over the mat. They got a nice new white mat. Awesome um, for photos. Which actually, I did. it has a weird, uh, it has a different Whalers logo. It has like a tail kind of coming oh, out of really? the water. And I did ask Tom Tarpy, I'm like, is that, are we going to see that morning? he's like, nah, nah, they just kind of did their own thing. Oh, okay. uh, I was curious if we, you know, that was kind of yeah, the unveiling a, of a new, a new logo. Because yeah, as far as the logo, yeah, I don't yeah. want to talk too bad on the New Bedford High logo. But uh, it's not the best <laughs> <laughs> as far as high school logos go.
0: Yeah, well, I, I know that the lighting on the mat is supposed to be really, really good. I know Mike Valeri has taken photos, I think, at both meets that, that you've gone to. Yep. and. and he was impressed with just the way the photos have come out and it makes a huge difference, you mm-hmm. know. Um.
1: And they, and they, yeah, they've been impressive. They're really impressive. They're kind of the opposite of a bell curve. They're like an inverse bell curve okay. where they're really good at the lower weights. They struggle through the middle weights and then they're good again at the heavy yeah. weights. You know, so they got some kids, <laughs> Ethan Madero's, Cameron Perry, some other guys at the lower weights that are just, you know, 30-second pins and they're off the mat real quick. And then you get to the higher weights and you got Mark Hawkins and you got Tyreek Williams and those guys are getting wins at 195 and heavyweight. Um, So the key for them usually is to build up enough of a lead so they don't fall behind by enough during the middleweight so they can either catch up or kind of extend the lead there at the end. Um, but they've been kind of mixing and matching a little bit. They they put some JV kids into the middleweights nice. in this last meet against Taunton trying to get them some experience. And, you know, if they could lift up a couple of those uh, middleweight weights and get a few more points there, uh, you know, who knows. And then, of course, you know, wrestling ends up being a little more of an individual yep, sport kind of by the end of the season. Obviously, they, they do want to win the team uh, big three title. Yes. Uh, but they got several kids who could uh, make some waves at the end of the season. Nice. And uh, a lot of them really credit, uh, I remember from last year, Wilson Gomes. Yes. Um, was a senior last year. and I was. Talking Talking to a lot of these kids, and they all b- bring him up. Like he mm. really left an imprint on this team. That's he was a kid who came in as a sophomore. Had never wrestled before. Won four or five matches all season, and then by the time he was a senior, you know, he was winning sectionals. He was going to all states. Yeah, and, and he uh, was just a leader. You know, exactly. So that, yeah. And and you know, quiet kid, but kind of a lead by example. Really worked hard, um, and got the kids in for the off season wrestling yep. program, uh, and they kind of continued that coming into this year. Uh, so they re- they're really building something. Steve Sentes is uh, definitely one of the coaches who's really kind of building a program that could be sustainable for a long time at and, a high level. And the
0: one thing I like, I mean, you know, I, I've seen a lot of the wrestling over the last, you know, 10 years at, at New Bedford High. And uh, it just seems like they have, you know, every year, or every couple of years they have a kid and that kid um, kind of gives back to the program and like kind of you know like inspires the next group of kids you know and it, it just seems like you know there's always been that one kid that that does that and like you know the, and then there's times where especially like you know once they get to like the, the big tournaments there's kids that have graduated that come back and help oh, these yeah. kids it was, and it, it just kind of like the, the first home with the new light yeah. the new
1: mat it was it was new bedford wrestling uh, alumni galore yeah out there. i mean
0: it's it, it's you don't see that on a lot of programs and it's just really nice to see that these kids you know like kind of want to just continue this and help, you know, the next, next group or the next, uh, you know, group of guys kind of enjoy what they enjoyed and really pass it on and, and give back, you know. I mean, you don't, a lot of times kids don't come back and, and uh, you know, pay I mean, it Wrestling's forward. a hard
1: sport. Yeah, I, it uh, is. I don't know if I've told this story before on the podcast, but when I, I was working at a paper out in, uh, out in Wyoming, right after college. And I was still a little bit in shape. you know. I was 23, 24 years old. And so I did a series of columns where I went out to each of the different teams' practices. I went to the girls' volleyball. They didn't have boys' volleyball. So I went to girls' volleyball. I did basketball and football and um, all the different sports. And the only one that I quit, I literally, partway through practice, was like, not not doing it anymore, was (laughs) wrestling. It was... The hardest practice to get through. Yeah. And I was there on the football day where they were doing Chinese fire drills in 100-degree temperature, <laughs> and it was burning our skin on the turf field and stuff like that. But wrestling, man, that is just brutal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, it, it taxes muscles you didn't know you have, muscles you don't use when you're doing anything else no. in life, it seems. Yeah. I was 45 minutes in, bent over a trash barrel, <laughs> uh, losing my lunch in that one and uh, I eventually went back out there they had me like actually try to wrestle um, I think it was a kid at, uh, at, at 182 or something like that and uh, he pinned me in less than a minute <laughs> like you know it wasn't even competitive it
0: sounds like a great series for next year Brennan have you go oh those, man that was
1: it, it was. would <laughs> be a little different now <laughs> 10 years in the future and uh, 50 pounds in the future so uh, but yeah I always have a lot of respect for those wrestlers so I'm nice to see uh, which ones of those uh, go far come the end of the season.
0: Yeah, it'll be here soon enough. We're halfway through January. so Yeah, it
1: just flies by. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, you're always kind of like, oh, let's just get through the little bit of the portion before Christmas. And the next thing you know, you're mid-January and the uh, season's half over.
0: Yeah, So, uh, but it's been an exciting season, halfway through the season for a lot of the teams. And it's been exciting so far. And we'll see how the rest of the season plays out.
1: Yeah, and we're planning on bringing you the South Coast Varsity <laughs> Podcast weekly uh, again, uh, kind yep. of from here on out. Uh, at least for the rest of the winter season and probably through the spring as well. Yeah. And uh, we'll probably bring back some of our fun uh, activities from previous seasons, maybe a couple high school basketball drafts, uh, boys yeah. and girls drafts. Yeah, and do that. And some and stuff we had I, some fun last year. I need to see a few year. more
0: teams, though. I'd like
1: yeah, well, we, we did it in February last year, so we okay. can probably do it around the same time frame. And uh, yeah, we hope you listen. If you do, uh, you can follow us uh, kind of wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes. Uh, we're on Spotify. If you want to follow us on Spotify, <laughs> uh, actually search for South Coast Today. And if you follow that podcast, uh, we will pop in there weekly. Yeah. Um, you'll get a few others, but, you know, just make sure you listen to us. Uh, if you listen to us on iTunes, you know, give us a nice rating. Give us five stars. If we enjoy that. Give us a follow. And as always, you can read uh, both of our work in the Standard Times, southcoastvarsity.com. Follow us on Twitter. We're doing more Instagram than ever. Uh, we've been kind of pushing the Instagram here so far this month. Uh, so we're just trying to get you uh, all the sports news, photos, videos
0: that Everything. we can. Yeah, enjoy. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left.
1: Listen to where secrets go to die: the disappearance of Derek Hennigan.